On today's episode of Locked On 76ers, the Sixers drop game three back at home in Philadelphia to Boston, 114-102. And man, was it ugly. James Harden, no show, not hitting shots. There was a lot to this one. We got to break it all down right here, Locked On 76ers. You are Locked On 76ers, your daily Philadelphia 76ers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome, you are Locked On 76ers. I'm Devon Gibbons from 97.5 The Fanatic Radio in Philadelphia, alongside my co-host and partner, as always, from TheInquire.com, Sixers beat writer Keith Pompey. Keith, what's happening, man? What's good, man? What's good? Uh, the Boston Celtics appear to be good enough to have a 2-1 series lead after game number three. We'll get into it all, break it on down, what went wrong in this one, and why we are sitting here talking about a 2-1 now advantage for the Boston Celtics. Thanks, everybody, for making Locked On 76ers your first listen every day. Remember, Locked On 76 is free and available on all platforms, including right here on YouTube, Locked On 76ers. All right, Keith, 114-102, the final score. The Sixers led by one point after one, after being down by 10, a 14-4 run to start the game off. For the Celtics, perfect five for five from the field, four for four from three. James Harden, a big, pardon me, Jason Tatum, a big piece of that. This coming on the heels of the great ceremony before the game, the presentation of the 2022-23 Most Valuable Player Award handed to Embiid. Great, great uh, press, uh, um, uh, great, great presentation there. Speech by Embiid. We'll get to that a little bit later. Uh, but Keith, even getting down, and I'm like, oh man, they down ten already. This is going to get ugly. They took the gut punch. They came back, and they eventually led by one in the second quarter. That's what things kind of got around, got away from them. We saw some some uh, tough things on the uh, foul calling side. We saw some things with the turnovers where they turned the ball over too many times. More opportunistic the Boston Celtics were. Man, what stood out to you in this one? Uh, the play of uh, the no-show by Maxie and Harden. I mean, we can talk about the refs all we want. You can talk about, like, the, the momentum. You can talk about this. I mean, I'm looking at this thing right now, and the Sixers lucky they ain't down 3-0. Um, and, I mean, you look at it. You, I mean, Harden was 3 for 14, 2 for 7 on threes. He had 16 points. Like, in two games, the last two games, James Harden is shooting 5 for 28, Right. You know, Tyrese Maxey, he had a pretty good uh, first game. We were all like, Maxey's back. Since then, he's, you know, he's been coming down to earth. He shot four for 16 yesterday. And, like, when they needed him in clutch situations, neither one of them was. Now, Harden looked like he was scared to shoot the ball to me, man, at points. Like, he would come down there. And it was weird because it reminded me, and I hate to say this, but you got to be real, Jalen Brown, was guarding him and Jalen wherever Harden went Jalen Brown was right behind him it was kind of like you in the backyard with your kid and your kid is like trying to take a layup and then all of a sudden when he hits the ball up you just take and smack it and knock it out of there he kept doing that to him dude and then it got to a point where Harden ain't want to shoot the ball because he didn't want to get his shot blocked it looked like now he said that wasn't what he was doing he said he was making the right play, 
but he just looked bad. He looked scared. I mean, I hate to say it, but he, he was looked, awful, Keith. He was he, awful. He was terrible. He, he was he, terrible. He was and, terrible. Um, you're the point guard. You set the tone of how things go. You had good opportunities, good looks. Sure, you don't have enough lift, but the more athletic defender and Jalen Brown is on you. And sure, he's making plays, but you also, while you didn't blow past him and had that burst like we saw in game number one, there were opportunities for James Harden to get some good shots off in the paint, mid-range jump shots that we saw him make in game number one. But he was so shook from those defensive plays that you're talking about. Not only those where you're saying the recovery blocks, but picking him up basically full court as the ball is being inbounded in his face the entire time, face guarding him when he doesn't have the basketball. He was terrible in this game. And for him to sit there and say what he did post game about uh, how he felt like he had he has a pretty good uh, pretty good instincts in the game, I don't deny that those instincts were not on display in game number three, specifically after the first quarter, because he gave up a lot of opportunities there in the paint where he was right there for a good look for him, a good look for most people. But he is James Harden, so that was a good. Those are good looks for him. And he passed up opportunities, and that hurt the team. And not only did it affect his thinking on that end of the floor, Keith, he would go down the other way. And I remember one play where Robert Williams, he got caught underneath with him, and he was face guarding him and wasn't jumping. He was just had his hands in his chest. It was second half towards where we were, where he was face guarding him, and he, he didn't do anything. This was the Boston end of the floor where they were shooting in the second half, and he was face guarding him, basically grabbing him instead of, trying to at least box him out to, to prevent an offensive rebounds. He was awful in the game. Yeah, I, but the offensive thing, like the defensive thing, I, you know, I, you, we all know that he's not a defender. No, like, no like, it was it was just positioning of yeah, the position. Yeah, he, yeah, but all of that, that is affected one, when you're not thinking the game. I like get it. Sport. I get it. But my thing is, I, I like it's one of those things like I expect that, like, unfortunately, but the fact that he's passing up shots and all that and and the, and the blunders that he was making like that really I, I don't know don't sit well with me. I'm going to be real with you D. Like I'm looking at it more like like when you look at it, I know we was hyping up game 1 that they won. Everything was cool. But they had to play and and MB says it for us to win, we got to play per, close to perfect basketball. Close to perfect basketball. And that's what happened. James Harden, 45 points. Like, you know what I mean? After eight days rest, you know, all these other things. Like, for instance, James Harden hitting seven threes, right? Like, since then, they haven't been getting that. And they and they, they look bad. And then not only that, the coach, Joe Mazzullo, he was he was, like, struggling that first game. He couldn't do anything right. So as far as making adjustments, and he made the one adjustment I seen him make make was apply pressure on Harden. Yep. And and you know and let's face it, like and and like when we was on my man podcast, and I said to him like, "Yo, I don't see any like jerseys getting retired." But I tell you what, outside of Joel and B, they look like they got the the better all the other better players right now, and they just do, you know. Um, I, one thing, though, I, I got to commend P.J. Tucker for playing the way he did. With It was his birthday, but it was also a heavy heart. His mentor died uh, on Wednesday. He found out about it yesterday. And I got to uh, commend DeAnthony Melton. DeAnthony Melton played like a soldier. 
He didn't quit. He was doing whatever he could, diving on the ball on the floor for loose balls. But outside of that, I saw like some guys play okay, like make some shots. But nah, they were getting. I I just didn't like what I saw. They don't look like they didn't. I mean, I don't know. They looked like how I thought they were going to look before. But then after game one, I think I might have got a little um, caught up a little bit in that hype. But now, like, the series isn't over. But I don't like what I saw. And I don't like the fact that nobody's being accountable. Talking about James and um, after. Yeah, that was bad. That was bad. He said his instincts. He he feels like he knows how to make a play and when to make the right pass. And he felt like he did that. You're the point guard. You, 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 you know, you know what a leader does. You sit there and say, you know what, this was a bad game on my part. Bad game on my part. I needed to be better. I needed to take advantage of those opportunities that we had. You should have shot the ball, and um, they may not like it when they hear uh, from his side and, and and all. But he was bad. He was really bad in this game. Is he the sole reason? He gets the majority of the blame for what took place on Friday night in that 114-102 loss. We come back and we talk about some of the things that we saw that Boston did uh, well in this game to pick up this victory and how the Sixers can maybe correct some of these issues that they have. And later on, we'll talk about the ceremony for Joel Embiid also uh, with everything that took took place before the game, the pregame ceremony, which was tremendous at the center. We'll do that a little bit later. When we come back, we'll talk about some of the things that Boston did to make it difficult for the Sixers right here on Locked On 76ers. For a championship team, it's all about making sure every player is a perfect fit. And this is what we're talking about in this series. It's the same when it comes to your vehicle. Every part needs just fit right, period. It needs to just fit right. So the next time you need parts and accessories, head to eBay Motors. With eBay Guaranteed Fit, you can be sure every part you need fits just right the first time around. Just add your ride to my garage and look for the green check to know the part will fit or your money back. Because just like in sports, confidence is the name of the game when you shop on eBay Motors. And with over 122 million parts to choose from, you'll be back in the game in no time. After all, it's easy to bring home a win when the parts are guaranteed. Get the right parts, the right fit, and the right prices on ebaymotors.com. Let's ride. eBay, guaranteed fit, only available to U.S. customers. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Thanks for making Locked On 76ers your first listen every day. Every day is tomorrow. We're going to bring you one as we preview game number four, Sixers Celtics. Again, still here in Philadelphia. Now it's a must win for the 76ers uh, before they head back to Boston. Definitely for a guaranteed game five. What would the record be? We'll talk about that tomorrow on a preview here on Locked On 76ers. Keith, outside of the Jalen Brown piece, what did you like that the Boston Celtics did against the Philadelphia 76ers for them to earn their second consecutive win and take a 2-1 series lead? I mean, I I felt like, I mean, they had balance, right? I mean, you got, uh, yeah. you had Jason Tatum who had, you know, who, who crapped the bed the last game. He had 27 points on 10 for 20, uh, 20, uh, 10 for 20 shooting. Al Horford had 17 on six of eight. He was five for seven on three. You know, Jalen Brown had, uh, 23 on eight for 18 shooting. So he didn't really shoot the ball particularly well, but then you had Derek White who had 13 
on four for nine shooting. Then you had Marcus Smart with 15 points and you had Malcolm Brogdon with 15 points. So to me, it was like a balanced attack. It was equal opportunity. I'm getting in your tail night. I mean, so it was kind of like, you know, I, I kind of commend them for that. And then you look at that compared to the Sixers starters. I mean, you look at it, Tobias Harris was a negative eight minus 18. James Harden was a minus 12. P.J. Tucker, a minus 11. Uh, Maxi a minus nine. And Embiid, a minus, a minus eight. So, you know, it, it is what it is. I thought that I thought that Boston uh, got the right bounces on things where they hustled. They got to those loose balls, those 50-50 balls. They made sure they were in position to get those things, to allow themselves to have second-chance opportunities to make those baskets that, that they did. They simply looked like they wanted it more. And, uh, you know, they, they were able to get their hands on those basketballs, get those – uh, those plays to go to go their way, and it seemed like every time, Keith, every time that there was a, you know, the balls being you know volleyballed around, it would land in their hands because they were hustling, and then they made a basket after that, whether it was a two or a big time three, to help extend their lead, especially when the Sixers were trying to make a run. They they just made some timely buckets. And they, they were hustling their tails off to make sure that they got to those 50-50 balls. And part of that is is why you, they lost that game. James Harden was terrible. Tyrese Maxey didn't shoot the ball well. He wasn't good. And then these things happen. That goes back to your point of what Joel B said. You have to play close to perfect in these types of games. And it wasn't enough of the diving on the floor, the being in the right spot, the putting the body on the player to make sure that you give yourself an opportunity to just simply secure the ball. You don't have to run with it and go the other way every time. Just secure the rebound and give yourself a chance in the half-court set to make the right play. And uh, Boston, Boston, they benefited from it because they seemed like they worked harder on those types of plays. Yeah, and the one thing I'm going to say this, though, I'm going to say this, like, now this is going to sound crazy, but I'm looking at I'm like I'm I'm with you with the hustle thing too, but it also like I think they got way better athletes and way better guys who can get to the ball quicker than the Sixers. Like to me, it looked like they had a whole bunch of Usain Bolts going up against a bunch of Jason Kelseys. Like you know, what I mean, it's cool, but like if we if 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 they got to rush to the ball and get to the ball, like I think the Usain Bolt dude going get it. Like even down to Robert Williams. It was all a mismatch. So, like, you look at this. So, you got you got uh, Jalen Brown guarding uh, James Harden. Now, if the ball is loose, who gonna get to the ball, right? Then you got you got uh, Jason Tatum against PJ Tucker, right? Even down to Joel with the knee brace going up against Al Horford. They like the Sixers just look like they just they can't compete. Like it's a bad matchup. Like this team should be like Embiid. Like how many rebounds? Embiid had thirteen rebounds. Now you look at Embiid, you and you look at uh, Paul Reed. Paul Reed didn't play well, but when I look at it, they the only two dudes I see that can get the boards against these guys. Like even down to Tobias. Like Tobias is an athletic forward. He's better as a power forward that uses athleticism. And he rebounds Red. pretty and well. He rebounds. Yeah. But when you say Tobias, 
I need you to go get rebounds or out hustle the dudes that ain't was guarding them who are legitimate wings, right? He He's athletic, but he's going to lose that battle on this one. So I get what everybody's saying. It's like you got to hustle. You got to have a one-two. You got to do this and that. But sometimes you at a disadvantage, bro. Like, you know what I mean? It's like Usain Bolt, Jason Kelsey. Now, maybe Jason Kelsey block a box him out and do all this, but when it come down to that loose ball, he ain't getting it. You know what I mean? He's just not getting it. Well, just, uh, well if you box him out, your your intangibles can probably beat that athleticism. And, and could, I don't but, see enough the intangibles of putting the body to make sure or the diving on the floor to make sure that you do get your hands on that ball so the yeah. athleticism doesn't jump in and take over. I mean, that's that's something that we can go back and forth on. Uh, but to your point, yes, they are that. And that's why you have to work probably a little extra harder to get that basketball to secure it. So instead of one hand, keep two hands. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Instead of dribbling the basketball, pick it up and, and, and something like that. It happened in game two where Marcus Smart had that extra possession at the end of the second quarter where they got the three pointer because Tyrese Maxey didn't secure the basketball at the free throw line. The ball bounced their way. They got it. Marcus Smart hit a jump shot and, um, those are a couple of the key plays there to close out the second quarter in Boston. So those are some of the things, man, the turnovers, Harden with five, uh, the turnovers that they had while they protected the basketball much better than the second half. The reason why they got into that trouble is because the stuff happened in the first half. So the intangibles, the, the, the fundamental things that we talk about that you have to do against a more athletic, more young team, you got to be smarter with the basketball. And they just didn't. They just didn't do that. I got a question for you though. Mm -hmm. How many games is this series over with? Um, I said seven, right? Um, Yeah, it looks like five right now. Looks like five. They gave me no reason to be confident in game number three. I mean, four upcoming. There were. This was a winnable game. And the warts that they have that we've seen for years cropped up again and never would I have thought even with the history of what James Harden has done in the postseason in the past Keith honestly never would I have thought that he wouldn't take makeable shots that I've seen him make for years in other places and even here as early you know just earlier in the week on Monday where he was hitting those same shots and I know that your confidence can wane when things are going away from you. There was a time where I was sitting there, Keith. I'm like, take him out of the game. What is he giving you? I heard some people were saying bring in uh, Shake, bench him for Shake. Well, I didn't hear that. Yeah. <laughs> Mine was more run the backcourt of Maxi and Melton and just go with whatever you're going to go with because he's a net negative. If the shot is not falling, his mind is not right. His confidence is shook, like you said. What good was he? They weren't doubling him. He was just out there because he's James Harden. Yeah, he's earned that. Unless he was hurt, man. I I just that was the worst I seen him play. And there were a lot of games where he's only had three made field goals on double digit attempts in terms of shots. That was the worst game I've seen him play. He needs to bounce back in a big way to make sure that they win game number four. And I don't have confidence in that after seeing him in the last two games, and especially if he has now let that seep into his mind where he cannot go out there and perform 
at the level that he needs to in order to beat this basketball team. Yeah, I'm with you. I'm with you. Yep. All right, man. Final segment on the other side. Can we at least talk about the ceremony? It was pretty cool. <laughs> it was it was pretty cool. Um, we'll talk about that. Joel Embiid gets his MVP. And even Boston, they were they stood there and watched. And you can see those guys clapping for him too. And uh, we'll talk about it when we get back. The ceremony to start the game off. Rough. They rough clapped game. for him and used it as motivation to come Maybe out. They did. Yeah, Maybe they did. Maybe they did. We'll get into it in the final segment. Right here on Locked On 76ers. Welcome back to Locked On 76ers. Keith Pompey, Devon Givens following the Sixers. Game three loss at home to the Boston Celtics, 114-102. Before the game got started, Keith, the crowd was nuts, man. Um, the anticipation of the MVP, Adam Silver in the building, you know, the dignitaries all there. And coming in to bring Joel Embiid that MVP award for the 22-23 campaign, his speech, uh, his his parents being there together, Luke Baumute back in the building, uh, his speech that seemed heartfelt, his son <laughs> uh, running to him uh, on the floor. Uh, Keith, before everything went downhill later in the game as it played out, that was a great start to the night. Yeah, it was. It was. Um, but I, I'm also with Joel. And, and you, know, you know, I was on at your station this morning. And I was talking to people and, and I was like, you know what? I don't like these things, man, like for the Sixers and for Joel. I mean, because it gets emotional. The guys start tearing up, you know, and, and all this. And they were chanting MVP and everything like that. And then they got to warm up again for like four minutes, right? So it, it was kind of like it was a great atmosphere, but it's something that you, you think that you would have it on an off day. Like, you would have a ceremony on an off day, but then have the game and then just have him, like, just, you know, I don't know, the crowd do something, like, real short. I just didn't – I just think that it's easy to lose focus on a, on a situation like this. You know what I'm saying? But no, I do. And I, I said it during the pregame show when we were doing the show from the arena that it could go in your favor. It could work against you. Uh, I was curious of which one it would be. We we know a lot of people were really starting to talk, bring back the memory of when Allen Iverson got it in 2021. The Sixers got off to like a 15-0 run to start the game. So, you know, which one, which one was it going to be for Embiid and his team tonight? It went the other way. Uh, he hit the first bucket. And it was 2-0. I was like, oh, okay. You know, let's see how it goes from here. And then the next thing you know, you look up and the Celtics are up 14-4. Uh, so I, I didn't know. I didn't know how it was going to go. And they had the other ceremony in Boston. That one worked against them. This one, you felt, all right, maybe they got that one out of their way if it worked against them. And that one, with this one, they'll come out, they have the crowd, your feet off the crowd behind you and, and get off to a good start. And, and they did not. Now, they fought back. They took that gut punch. They came back and they led by one after, after the first quarter. They were in it. 
uh, at in the second quarter as well, and they eventually took the lead again. Uh, but after that, they never did. Um, but all in all, I thought it was a pretty um, good ceremony that that they had overall. If it affected them, it affected them. But in terms of the ceremony, I thought it was pretty cool. Yeah, it was cool. I mean, it was it, you know it was nice. I mean, yeah, it was nice. Um, That's what I was asking. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it was nice, but I just don't think. Yeah, it was nice. I mean, it was okay. I mean, you know, it was it was cool. It was cool. It was I loud mean, in there. Yeah, it was loud in was there. But it got quiet, bro. It got quiet. <laughs> it got quiet. Kind of. I'm fast. trying to ask you. I'm trying to get away from the fact that we're both just like. What the hell did they just do? <laughs> and 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 get your thoughts on the ceremony. I saw you. Yeah, you looked like you were into it a little bit, just watching it. I, I was like, that was pretty cool. You know, it was. It, I mean, it was nice. I mean, it was cool. But the only thing is, it would have been better if he would have said he had looked at Boston and said, "Freak Boston," or "Or we coming in?" For it. <laughs> Maybe he knew like it wasn't. Like if he would have done something like if he, yeah, if he knew it wasn't cheap now, yeah. huh? He knew it wasn't sweet. Yeah, I know. That's what I'm saying. He knew it wasn't sweet. But the thing is, though, I do think that it motivated the Celtics, though. They're like, Maybe yo, so. we're going to sit here and watch this dude get MVP. And then he's saying, we're going to try to win a championship this year. They like, I was thinking about that, too. But it was like, what, nah, else, what else was not, he going to say, though? <laughs> he was, I know, right? He's like, not this year. Yeah, what else is he going to say? The only thing I thought of, of course, we can think about it because we're not the ones in the moment saying it. It was like, we got a tough one ahead of us tonight against this team and throughout however long this series goes. But I appreciate you guys, you know, all that type of stuff, whatever he's going to say. But what was he going to say? He said what he said, and he felt that way. Like, hey, these, these guys are tough. It's going to be a tough series for however long we're here. And let's go out here and play some basketball. It was a cool moment uh, to see how it all played out. They did a great job in the arena. The fans were electric as teammates. Boston watching them, cheering them on also. It, it was it was decent. I thought it was decent. Yeah, it was funny, though, because one dude, I was talking to a guy, um, and he was like, oh, this is great. And then I said, yeah, but, you know, it's great. But um, just be careful with them because if they, if they lose this thing and the fans aren't happy, you know, People here, we like we we're very knowledgeable the fans, and um, they like a good product. And then so next thing you know, when they start booing, he's like, "Oh, I know what you mean." And then like towards the end, he's like, "Dag, they even booed them on Joel and B night." I like, "Yep, that's what yeah. happened." Hey, that's this city, that's you know. Yeah, I, my my first phone call after the game, my second phone call was trade Joel and B. <laughs> it's like wait a minute he played pretty well he had 30 and 13 turned the ball over only three times he moved the ball he relocated he reset uh, he could have done he held the ball a little bit too long on a couple of possessions i'll give him that other than that he wasn't the problem nah he wasn't the problem <laughs> I don't not trade Joel Embiid. That wasn't the issue. Uh, but listen, man, uh, that was a tough one that they suffered there. And Boston now has the uh, they have retaken the advantage in the home court. Sixers have an opportunity though to move on and even the series up on Sunday. 
Uh, we'll be back for that one to preview Sunday's game, game four, 3.30 start time in South Philadelphia. And uh, we'll preview and see if we can figure some things out of what the 76ers may or may not be able to do in game number four on our next episode for all the everydayers. Thanks for making Locked On 76ers your first listen every day. Keith, do you mind letting the good folks know where they can find us? I mean, you can find us wherever you can find uh, your podcast app, right? So, but but also, when you get to go to the YouTube channel, make sure you click on the Liberty Bell. If you click on the Liberty Bell, the next thing you know, you'll become, um, you know, uh, a new subscriber. And also, you'll get notifications when we have podcasts, the whole nine, everything like that, right? So, make sure you do that, right? And then on Monday, right? You need to fi- follow the Divine Sunday. Oh, Sunday. You're going to be on for Sunday. You need to follow Divine Giving Show from 1 to 3.15 p.m. at the arena. So that's going to be the pregame stuff. So make sure you get out and you do that. Then follow D on, on Twitter at DivineG975. Follow me on Twitter at uh, Pompey on Sixers. And then you can read my stuff in the Philadelphia Inquirer. Tough loss. For the Sixers in game three, I was ticked off. Were you? Still mad. Why, they ain't had nothing to do with you? <laughs> no, I didn't. I, I just didn't like how it played out. Uh, I mean, it played. Uh, why? Because you had them winning? Uh, I did think they would win it. Uh, close game. Uh, but I was just more ticked off of how James Harden played uh, more specifically in, in that game. Yeah, I, I thought he was terrible. And it was it was frustrating to watch. Yeah, it was frustrating to watch. So, is that? Here's I, that. I mean, you know, I wasn't ticked off. I mean, it wasn't like, I mean, I don't have any dog in the race. Yeah, like, I didn't have any money on it or anything so, like that. Yeah, no. I'm glad. Yeah, I, you know, I, I wasn't betting anybody. It's like, it was what it was, dude. They just showed us who they are. Like, the problem is they're an inconsistent team. The first game they were like, the first game they said, they let us know, like, okay, there's some potential to do something. Right. Then the second game was like, up oh, they who we thought they were. And then the third game was like, okay, they, they they went back to getting potential, but they're just not that good. You know what I mean? They're not that good. I mean, I know we weren't ready in this thing, but I got to commend George Niang. At least he tried. He tried too. Niang did. But it was just some other dudes. They were just out there, bro. They were just out there getting torched. <laughs> I mean, they looked yeah, like they Niang quit. had 10 points in the fourth quarter when. Harden wouldn't drive to the basket. Yeah. George got two back-to-back layups. Yeah. All some tough conversions. He was staying in front of people. You he know what I mean? Trying. He yeah. was trying. Yeah. He was trying. And like we talked about, you know, role players coming back home, playing a little better. They out, they out, their bench outscored the Celtics bench. I think it was 27 to 19 or something like that. Yeah. But the Celtics yeah. only played three dudes, though. But yeah, you're right. It's the I mean, same thing. Sixers only played Melton, Niang, and McDaniel's. Really, Reed got in for those minutes, but they were trying to find some because Pete uh, Tobias Harris got into that foul trouble, and you know worked out that way. So, yeah, the bench played well tonight, and you needed your two you needed your two guys in the backcourt to score the basketball, and they didn't. Yeah. All right, man. Well, listen. Uh, enjoy the rest of your day. We'll be back again to preview the game for Sunday ahead of game four and see how we're feeling then about their chances in the game against the Celtics, man. Thank you. Thanks everybody out there. We appreciate it. We'll talk to you later. Deuces. Peace.